What's up, guys? Welcome once again to the Safe and Tune Podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. This is Tom Shelby. Oop Systems. Uh, Shanae is still out with diarrhea. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, shitting all over my stuff over here. Every week we get, to, we get together and talk about video games uh, and web systems. Uh, Tom, yeah. uh, remember last night when we were trying to do the speed run for Shadow of the Colossus? I do recall. Uh, we didn't. We didn't finish that. I'm one boss away. How much time do you have left? About half an hour. You think you can do it? I mean, it's the last boss. He's kind of hairy, but we'll see. Uh, is it the King Kong man? No. Okay. Do uh, you think it will? How much of that half hour do you think will be taken up by you finding the boss? Not. I know exactly where he is. The problem is, is that boss fight. Uh, a good chunk of it is actually getting to him mm. while he's shooting at you from a distance. Mm. So we'll see. Tom, make my drink. Uh, well, I'll make a drink after the trivia, Shanae. Oh, Okay. Uh, Don't want me drunk for the trivia. Uh, I do poorly. You guys can't see this if you're listening to it, but Shanae has new hair. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. She looks like Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. When Tom and I told her that, she had to look up who Lorenzo Lamas was. Because like I don't a know new anything. woman. Now she needs a new wardrobe. I need a new wardrobe because I'm a new woman. Yeah. Like Mallory Knox. Shanae, do you know who that is? Yeah, of course. Okay. Tom, what's our trivia for today? What should we call this one? Uh, let's call it... New Woman. Tommy S. The S is for Smooth. Okay. So in this, we're going to look at video game characters uh, whose initial commonly appears in their name, and you're going to tell me what that initial oh, stands for. God. Okay. I'm not going to do well this week. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, Leon S. Kennedy. Samson. Uh, S- Smithers. That's pretty funny. I wish it was <laughs> Leon Smithers Kennedy. Uh, Scott. Okay. You didn't know the friend? Scott You Con. didn't know? That's a shame. Uh, you guys, one of you will know this. E. Honda. Edmund. Correct. J.D. Phoenix. John Dorian. Yes. <laughs> Ryan, I think you're the only one of us who's played Gears 4, right? Uh, yeah. John DeMarco. I know it's it's something Dominic Phoenix. That's correct. Half a point there. Okay. James Dominic Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, GLaDOS. So that's that's a lot of initials. Yeah. Graduated liquor (laughs) 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 adventures. David, uh, Olivia, Smithers. Yes. Okay. Um, girls love anal deep. Wow. On the side. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? You thought about that? <laughs> I did. I was like, uh. uh genetic life form and disc operating system. Mm. I, I like Shanae's answer better. <laughs> this perhaps the hardest one. King ah. King K rule. Kong. Trembling. Ryan, I think your answer might be correct. The problem is nobody seems to know. I've looked on so many forums and threads, no one seems to know what that K stands for. I said so we the, both get a point. So the only so that was knows. one of those times where the only way to win is not to play. Sure. 
Uh, obviously, the K rule is there for King Cruel, you know, but uh, yeah. He's... No one seems to know what the K is. Who so you if think... you know, let me know, because I would like to know. Who do you think would win, uh, King K Rule or King Day Day Day? <sighs> oh, Day Day Day. Uh, I'm giving that one to Ryan, unfortunately. Oh, for yeah. Unfortunately for Shanae. Though, my glass answer, I think, deserves a point. What, which one are you talking about? The anal deep? <laughs> yep. The girls love anal deep. Yeah. On the side. <laughs> I'm sure some of them do. Uh, so, uh, uh so we're going to have... You want any of that or you just want some whiskey? What is that? It's bitters. basically... Well, yeah. It's, Old it's, it's bitters and syrup and spice. I've never had bitters it's before. normally... It's normally simple syrup, cinnamon, and bitters. All right, Sinead, enough with your graduate, with your with your educated ice. Actually, Sinead, <laughs> the original old fashioned was just whiskey and water. Yeah, you know where Tom learned that? Wikipedia.org. Mm. So, mm. anyways, you guys want some of this or no? I'll take some yeah. of that. I never had, I never had bitters. I'm gonna give you less than it says because it's a bit, it's a it's bit a, much. It's, it's a bit bitters. Does it taste like Capri Sun coolers? Because that's what I found works real well. <laughs> <laughs> Shanae, are you still playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen? Yeah, especially since I have my mechanical keyboard, so I can just click and clack everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then you got a mouse plugged into your PlayStation, Shanae. Yeah, I do. I got a, I got, I got a mouse and a clicky clack keyboard, and mm. I'm just, just breezing through life. Uh, what was the name of that guy that you said helped you through Final Fantasy fourteen with his videos? Tom Scott does stuff. Shanae, stick that in the fridge over there. Have you been using his videos to learn more things about Final Fantasy XIV and make uh, you a better well, cat? I have, uh, clothes. Clothes. Clothes door. This is good material here. Sorry. <laughs> the bag can't, whatever. I, I had technical difficulties. Answer the question, Miss uh, Howard. <laughs> Uh, I have uh, have gotten past the point that he's making videos for. Mm-hmm. So I've been using uh, Miss Tech MTQ. That's a, it's very pungent. It's a very pungent aroma. Uh, it's just so sweet that I find using less of it is better. Sure. Less bitters is better. Well, it's not just straight bitters, but yeah. Well, I guess I wouldn't know the difference. Um... It is like more simple syrup than anything. Shanae, what do you think would be the odds that I could get Birdo to play Monster Hunter World with me? Uh, he really wants to, but he wants to play it on PC. That's not until August. So uh, he can play with me right now is the thing. Yeah, we've been talking about maybe buying it. Yeah. But uh, we the dog just got sick, so we decided to pay all those vet bills. So huh. that kind of put that back. Sure. Because, um, you know. I I did tell Tom that if he were to buy it on computer, I would buy it again on computer just to play with him. Mm. I will buy it in August. Yeah. Or if we switch accounts, if I switch accounts with somebody that has it. Yeah. You know. So if you do that, can we both play online at the same time? Yes. It's a it's a great game. Uh, I was talking. So uh, oh. there are a lot of people who are coming to the series. So now you made a face like it's horrible. Is it horrible? No, it was it's good. Probably, you probably was, just weren't expecting okay. no, what it, it tasted it, like. Uh, based off the smell, I thought it was going to be harsher than what it, it is. It smells like nail polish remover. Mm-hmm. It, it just smells like bullet bourbon, which, yeah. It mostly is. Yeah. 
Well, I just I didn't expect it to be as smooth, so it was it was surprising, in a good way. Well, Tom did just say that the S is for smooth. Uh, you can get that at Target. What? The simple syrup mix. Oh, I see. We uh. They have a lot of that stuff. They don't sell liquor, but they have a lot of that stuff. Yeah. They uh they have a lot of wines. I uh I had a date a few weeks ago, and that's where I bought the wine. Anybody from. love Target? I love Target. I wouldn't say I love it. I. I love it because all the stuff is cute. Even the packaging for like the stupid shit is super cute. I don't like going to retail stores. I like going to Target. Like um, if I had to choose between going to Target and going to Walmart, I would choose Target. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's but sm- even if I had to choose between like Target and Best Buy, I'd rather go to Target. I mean, it smells better in there. Yeah. Um, I, I just I, ended up buying a lot of stuff when I. Go I to feel Target. like most of the stuff that you could buy at Best Buy, you could buy at Target. Smaller selection. Yeah, I mean, I can't buy appliances at Target yet. True, but. I feel like that's only a matter of time. Or you can't buy geek squads. <laughs> yeah. But they... Uh, I need them to erase all the cookies from my computer and charge me 90 bucks. Nah, <laughs> Shanae, I feel like you don't want geek squad handling your computer. They're going to find all my prawn. Yeah, I feel like you've got some sketchy stuff on your computer. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, uh, but yeah, I was, talk- I was talking to Tom last night about... Uh, people who are coming to Monster Hunter for the first time and how and Tom was talking and telling me about how he's seen all these people who have said it's so cryptic and I had to Google so much Very stuff obtuse, yeah. and it's like and you it's, have no idea you have no idea how good it is now uh, <clears throat> like there is so much as far as information resources that they include with the game now that I used to have to spend like I used to have to spend so much time on the internet looking stuff up like, I had to look up the weakness that monsters had. I had to look up where to find certain items. I had to look up all this stuff. And they put it in there. Uh, and they make it really easy to understand. So, I have to imagine that if people are having a hard time deciphering Monster Hunter as it is now, they probably wouldn't have a good time with any game that preceded it. Probably not. That was funny. Uh-huh. Uh, before we started recording, I was like, do I want to have a whiskey drink? Or do I want to have a Red Bull? Mm-hmm. Now I have both, and I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I feel like the definition of happiness is having everything that you want mm-hmm. uh, at any given time. Money. Money. Red Bulls. Money. Burgers. Money. Right. Um, Kind of going back to like something off comment um, that you said in the beginning about like having sketchy stuff on my computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You want to clear the record? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I mean... I do have sketchy stuff on my computer. Sure. Just for the record. Sure. Um, that was assumed. <laughs> but uh, on Reddit this week, I saw, I think it was on our books, but people talking about uh, personal letters mm-hmm. being published from like your, like, say like 50 to 100 years ago, like that somebody wrote to like a loved one. Don't publish my mail. And stuff like that. And people uh, were talking about like, is it disrespectful? Uh, on there and a lot of people were equating it to like oh when you die publishing like your viewing history on the internet but i don't really feel like that's comparable i feel like like we get a lot of history from like those letters and stuff yeah i think it depends on what context they're used right if you look at valiant hearts mm-hmm. every letter in valiant hearts is a real letter from world war one uh but i, I think, didn't know that yeah and i think it's it does a lot to educate you know yeah 
I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? It's, it's a gray area for sure. Yeah, I just like um, and so like one person put like their mom died when they were a young child, but mm-hmm. she but the mom had kept her diaries from sh- when she was a teenager. Yeah, and so she read them. Like obviously she's not publishing them. She's like she read them when she was like a teenager and trying to find out more about her mom and like how type of person she was. And she's like, yeah, my mom probably never wanted me to read them, but like she's dead and I'm alive and I want a connection to her. So. When we die, do you no, want this? Do you want this podcast to be a, re- a reflection or recording of us? Yes. I mean, it's out there forever, whether we want it to be or not. You know. Eh, I mean, true. Uh, I want this podcast to never end. When I die, I'm going to pass the torch on to somebody. Sure. Bradley. Not Bradley. <laughs> somebody cooler. Bailey. No. Raph. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. My raft to go over this. Uh, it would be very different. It'd be a lot of talk about Halo Reach. Yeah. If you guys remember that. <laughs> Cars. And, uh, need for Speed. Mm-hmm. Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. We should do a time capsule. <sighs> like bury one in the backyard? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We what, would, what would you put in the time capsule, Shanae? I'd put Waluigi in there. Sure. I feel like that's a, a monument to our... I, I'd, put a po- I'd put a poster of the hot dog girl in there. A blue snowball mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would Maybe put some of Shanae's nugs. I'd, <laughs> I would put my I would put my iPhone five in there. Sure. I put the paper craft that Ryan never put together in there. Ooh. <laughs> mm. You did not do that. No. You see that cup? I've used that cup. Sure. Can't drink out of that dog though. No, but you have an entire apartment. You can use it. That yeah, but now I got a great. real dog. You know. <laughs> I'm never buying you anything. You're all right. Uh, well, I, I did buy you a Sonic gift card, so yeah, I used that. I got, I brought myself, I bought myself a breakfast toaster. How was that? Delicious. Yeah, it makes you feel real heavy after you eat it, though. As most because it's like it's does. greasy as hell. Uh, last week, uh, when Sandy brought those uh, those McBagels, um, those were pretty good. And you ate two of them. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, no. no you shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that. Because uh, one bite and the grease kind of just squirted out of it. And know? then out of you. Mm-hmm. That's not pee. That's squirt. Look at you. That was so gross. I know why people listen to this. <laughs> I'm glad somebody does. Shanae, uh, if you had to guess, would you say that we had... Would you say that you have po- the addition of you into the podcast has positively affected the number of people that listen to the show? Mm, probably not. Oh, it certainly has. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get the I have the highest I have the highest viewed YouTube video. I mean, here's the thing, right? The numbers have increased. You know, is that does that due to Shanae's presence, or is that just due to time? Who's to say? Yeah. I just feel but. like there's somebody out there who is like, look. I want there to be somebody who talks about and appreciates Otomi the way that I do. And I can't find anything like that. IGN Miranda Sanchez. Yeah, and there's... I'm so tired of Miranda <laughs> Sanchez right now. I need something new and fresh. Hey, what's this? Save continue broadcast? Who's this lady? Whoops, systems? Yeah, what is that? And it's like she's talking about she's talking about all the same boyfriends that I talk about. I should listen to this show more, but you haven't talked about anime boyfriends in a while, so they've that person probably dipped by now. 
Yeah. We did lose a YouTube subscriber this last week, so uh, that's probably why. At least probably it was, the lack of it, boyfriends. It was sure. probably. Well, I feel good about saying that that one was at least unrelated to the crazy taxi video, as far as I could tell. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's definitely. Uh. Definitely times where I feel insecure, and I'm just like, uh, like. Of course, there's a lot of people that view like a female on a like say like a podcast or like a panel or whatever right uh as like a token female or well it's because girls can't play games yeah that's... yeah or just or just like adding me on there just because like you wanted a girl's voice i guess yeah but like i don't feel like for you two that's personally i don't think like that was i don't think that was why y'all invited me to be on the show uh as like a regular uh host but there's definitely times that I feel insecure because y'all are so much more knowledgeable about, like, you're great with dates and years, Ryan, mm-hmm. and then... You are Tom- good with dates. And then Tommy is so good with the developers and, like, behind-the-scenes men, and I just know what I've played and what I like, and so there's times I feel insecure, but then I'm just like, you know what? There's a, there is a bunch of people that agree with me, whether you're male or female, and mm-hmm. play games as much as I do, gotta, and like what I like. You and- gotta look at it this way. So, you ever... Uh, Somebody I'm, must. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure at some I mean, point. Hopefully. I'm sure. If you want me to leave? Just let me know. Just tweet at me. Oh man, you don't want to open that. What if somebody was like, <laughs> "I've been waiting for this"? <laughs> okay, so you got to think about it this way. So I'm sure at some point you've watched sports games, and uh, Football? yes, yeah. So you have you have the uh, you have two commentators. One of them is called the color commentator, and they just add the flavor. Mm-hmm. And they know about they know about the sport they're talking about. But the other commentator talks about all the technical stuff, and this commentator talks more about the players as he's watching them. So, you got a lot of color commentary. I also feel like I've brought some pretty good topics to the show. You have, and like some that, funny jokes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and like that, y'all that not even necessarily even just views enjoy, but like you two enjoy. So, like when I do think about the show now, I think more of like. As far as you guys, what y'all like, rather than audience, which... Sorry. That's kind of what I've always thought about, is what do what, what kind of show do I want to do? Not so much what show are people going to enjoy. And, and I, I, I gotta I, say... I do like the interaction with people, especially on Discord and all that, but like I, I don't care. I will do the show I want to do. I gotta yeah. say, Shanae, I didn't enjoy you pitting me and Tom against each other. I, I fe- love that episode. I felt like... I Very fe- fun. I felt like you knew that I was going to get murdered, and you did nothing to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm sorry. I that wasn't my intention. You know I don't know anything about video games. <laughs> uh, I feel like I try, speaking I, of I, I video games, I genuinely tried to pick things that I thought that you would know, and I and I didn't realize that you hadn't pre- played Crash, and I, well, I I I honestly was trying to make it more fair. I'm sorry. I just had an interesting week with with video games this week, and I want to talk on it briefly. Okay. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus came out, and uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing all week. Sure. Uh, Trying to do everything in that game. Right. And I'll make my judgment on it at a later date, but Mm. it is really good. Uh, But before it came out, I played a demo for a game for the first time in what seems like forever. People still play demos? Yeah, I played a demo for Nier Automata, which is a game I never gave a chance to. And fuck that game. It's awesome. I want it. I want it now. It's really good. Okay. Automata? So, so you can have that, Tom. Near Automata. Automata. That's I'm right, <laughs> you can. You're saying, right? 
I was just saying he can have it right now if he wants it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm going to finish up my time with Shadow of the Colossus first. Sure. Uh, the observation that I made of Shadow of the Colossus is that that game is now about 12 and a half years old. And it remains largely unchanged. But it's still pretty rad. Yeah, there are. I mean, there's some changes, but they're not huge. Yeah. Would you say that that game is fairly rated as far as the accolades and, uh, and yeah. improvement people get out of it? I mean, I've always liked Shadow of the Colossus, and I get people's criticism for the game. Uh, what would you say those criticisms are? People complain about the controls. People complain okay. that there's no enemies besides the 16 Colossi. Uh, stuff like that. That the story is too cryptic. Uh, things of that nature. I love all those things about the game. Mm. I think, like... I liked Shadow of the Colossus before. Uh, and I was talking to you about this last night, Ryan, where it's like, Odin Sphere has been what I've been touting as my favorite game for a long time now. Sure. And I feel like this remake of Shadow of the Colossus might be that. Now, I don't want to say that because I want to give it some time, right? It's like when Mario Odyssey came out, and I was like, this might, yeah. be, I, this might be the best I f- Mario, Audi- I feel Mario like, game ever made. I feel like this is a conversation we should have in another three months. Exactly. I'm like, this might be the best Mario ever, game ever made. And then now with some time between that, mm-hmm. I think 64 is better. I still think 64 is better yeah. than Odyssey. Uh, and that might be the case. I like the, you know. Do you prefer the DS version? I do. Personally, I prefer the DS version. A lot of people bitch because you're using that weird thumb strap. You guys remember that? The original DS had that thumb strap. Did it? Yep. Huh. The first DS had this little thing that you put on your thumb to act as an analog oh, stick on yeah. the D-pad. Yeah, I do remember that. But if you play that now on 3DS and just use the regular analog circle thing. Sure. Yeah. Circle Pad. Uh, that game lets you play. I do she? think that version is better. Okay. Did you ever buy the Circle Pad Pro? No, I did not. Mm. Um. But at the time that Circle Pad Pro came out, only two games supported it: Monster Hunter and Resident Evil Revelations. Why do you think that uh, Six Four is better than Odyssey? Because I feel, honestly, I do feel like the amount of moons mm-hmm. that are in Odyssey detract from. Like how much I want to like play it post game. I mean, the thing I, with I the moons that... is that not every moon is a challenge to get. A lot of moons are just, hey, here's a moon. You found it, you know, which is fine. I think that I think that you, I wish they only had it where you can only buy one per world. I wish you couldn't buy them at all. But I mean, uh, if you're gonna have the buying aspect a part of it, yeah, like just have it be the one, and that's it. Because like that's something to do with your coins besides buy like, uh. Buying outfits. I think what makes 64 better is that the gimmick, right? Almost all Mario games have a gimmick. The gimmick to 64 was that, hey, it's Mario in 3D. Right. That was the gimmick, right? right? Sunshine had Flood and Galaxy went fucking nuts and Odyssey has the capture ability and all that. I think that's why... That's changing the dimensions. The gimmick was not really a gimmick. It was just, it here's was just, 3D Mario for the first time. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, it's still... Well, no, Sunshine as well. And arguably Galaxy, but it's the only Mario with no gimmick that is, that is a interconnected world, right? I, I wanted Odyssey to be interconnected in the way that sixty four is. Don't get me wrong, Odyssey is still a fantastic game, but uh, I do like sixty four better. I, and at the time, I was ready to say that Odyssey was the best Mario game, you know, yeah. which is why with Shadow of the Colossus, I'm like, I'll think about it for a while. You know, it's funny, though, because... Like, but it is up there, for sure. But it's funny because the, here's the difference, I think, is that with Mario Odyssey, that was your first time experiencing that game. 
Right. Where this is your second time experiencing Shadow of the Colossus. Right. You know? Like, granted, like, it's fresher in your mind now because you're just now playing it and... But it's like you know, it looks. It now looks better than you remember. But but like if you think about remake, and by remake I mean Resident Evil remake. Right. When most people just say remake, that's what they're talking about. Right. When you think about that versus the original Resident Evil, they're very very similar. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, one obviously has the graphical upgrade. Right. And has a bit more context for some of the story. I think Resident Evil remake is way better. Yeah, the original it, it's actually like that's the thing too is like yeah, one of the things I think that makes that game better is that I was telling you about this like when you were uh, when we were playing it, the last time we were playing it um, like that was the first time that game was like legitimately scary to me in mm. like 20 years right you know because like like just like with just the with just the addition of the crimson heads like it made that game scary to me again for the first time in 20 years which is like yeah. It's yeah. it's like it's it's that's a bigger deal than like you might think, you know. Well, it's funny with with the remake, which you don't see this often, right? It's uh it's Mikami remaking his own game. Right. Uh which is awesome to me. It's like when Wes Craven did The Hills Have Eyes and then did The Hills Have Eyes. Right. You know, <laughs> like it's 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 interesting stuff. Uh but Shadow yeah. of the Colossus by Blue Point it's phenomenal. It's really, really good. There are things that I don't like about it, but it is really good. Uh, would you say that it's overrated? Not at all. No way, man. I'd say it's underrated. Because uh, of all the complaints? Well, yeah, I think like a lot of people... I hate I hate when people are like, you don't like this game because you don't understand. Right. You're not doing it right, but it's like, it, this is one of those cases. Like, how's that? It's, we've talked about the controls yeah. of all of you at his games and how I do think it's intentional. You like that or you don't. Right. You know? Um, story as well, being as cryptic as it is, you like it or you don't. I imagine a lot of Dark Souls fans probably would like that, you know? Whereas a lot of people who don't like Dark Souls for that reason probably wouldn't. Uh, you know, just things like that. Because I could feel like it would be just easy to be like, you know, no, I get it. It's just right, or, or like the it. fact that there's you know only sixteen enemies in the yeah. whole game. Uh, that's not for everybody. You yeah, because I I know quite a few people, myself included. I like having the mobs or like the, the trash in between bosses mm-hmm. to fight, so I can practice uh, the moves and get that muscle memory down. Right. So when it comes to the fight. I'm not just doing the same things over and over again. I can, like, I've had time to practice yeah. so I can try new moves. Or So you weighed his philosophy behind game design, uh, going back to his very early Sega Saturn games, is, uh, you know, le- almost like a less is more type philosophy. Sure. Let's take away everything that is unnecessary. Um, and I think it works for what he's going for. Yeah. I but feel- it's, like, it's like with The Last Guardian, right? That was on a lot of people's Game of the Year awards, and a lot of people also hated it. His, all all three of those games are very divisive. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, what we'd said about how how people um, because of like because of a critical response that they're subjected to or that they're exposed to, mm-hmm. like they'll tell they'll say that a successful game is like no that game that game failed. Right, you and I were talking last night about Resident Evil and people were like Capcom's back with Resident Evil Seven. It's so much better and and that game is the success, right? Right. But we know numbers show us that Resident Evil Six, the one that people hated, way outsold Seven. Right. Sold way better. So what's more successful? You know. Yeah. Like and then it, then it becomes like by what metric do you measure success? Right. Um, because the 
because Resident Evil Seven, from what I could tell, like almost universal acclaim. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the numbers aren't there. Right. I mean, I it's mean, I okay. Bought, yeah. I haven't bought any Resident Evil since five because of. Well, and five is Capcom's best-selling game of all time. Uh, well, I didn't like five. I think I told you because I didn't play with somebody else. I played by myself. Mm, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shiva, yeah, Sheva, Sheva is pretty Sheva dumb. Is real bad yeah. in single player, and I just got so frustrated. I didn't even finish the game, which is not like even I. I have a habit of not finishing games, even when I do. Uh, well, even when I'm not very frustrated with it. But I feel like that's pretty understandable in that case, like, though. Well, it's funny. It's like I feel like, like revelations. I, mean, I, know, I know that's not like a reflection of of the past Resident Evil games. Yeah. Sure. But after the, my frustrations with that, like it does carry over to the rest of the franchise. Like I'm just, I'm like. Sure. Well, I feel I like don't, Res- I don't want to get I don't want to get another Resident Evil game and like expect amazing stuff. And well, then, like, well, Resident Evil Five was very much was very indicative of what had become their design philosophy behind those games around that time. I love Five, um, but. I think I, I, Trina, you are correct. Like that game is better multiplayer, whereas Revelations tried to recapture what Five did. Yeah. Revelations, especially two, is better single player. Yeah, because the thing about Resident Evil Five is that, like, you know, Sheva and Chris are basically identical um, in terms mm-hmm. of, fr- and whereas as far as what they can actually do, yeah. So whereas so Revelations like, two, I'm going to point my finger. Yeah. So like I, you, I'm you pointing. Up, yeah, you, know, you pick like, up Resident Evil Five, and you're like, I don't care who I play as because yeah. you know we can both do the same stuff. Whereas like it was it was that when we when we played Revelations two, it was like we had to take turns. Mm-hmm. There's like okay, this time I'll be buried. you'll be the cool one. Yeah, right. this time I'll be buried, you'll be the girl, and then right. we'll switch off the next time. And neither one of us was having fun when we were fucking Moira or the little girl. Yeah, you know. You know? But uh, at the same point, though, I've had other games where uh, like companion characters. I mean, is there an actual term for like characters that help you fight and stuff like that, like that are non like non playable characters? I'd say what you a companion character is fine. That's what I would say. Oh uh, yeah, so the other companion characters like Kingdom Hearts and other games that I've played, like where if you give them potions or herbs or like healing stuff, hmm. they just fucking use all of it. Yeah. And use all the fucking ammo and like but I don't get frustrated with those. And I don't nec- I think that the difference with Resident Evil was mainly those sundial puzzle shit and she just go back and change mm, it when yeah, I yeah. had it correctly and I'm like fucking stop. Well, I think don't another thing about about Resident Evil like at its core like the the gameplay is like it, you're, it's very resource intensive, and so and you have an AI controlled character who's like burning through ammo or burning through med kits or whatever that can be frustrating. But like five, I didn't feel was resource intensive. You know, like I felt like you always had enough ammo in five. But you know uh, that series. But there's also been other games in the past that I have specifically not given companion characters like healing stuff or ammo or whatever. Sure. Because I'm like you're just gonna burn through this. Fuck you. You have what you got. Yeah. Seven is uh, interesting because it, it goes, goes back to a small, scary environment, yeah. which is where, where I think that series shines. Uh, Spencer Mansion is awesome because of what it's a fucking haunted house. It's not a, it's not haunted, but it's a haunted house, you yeah. know, and that's great. Uh, they built but, Resident Evil 5 as a horror game, but it was just, it was a straight up action game. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is fine. Like, do you think that the, uh, the people would have less, because I, I mean, that game, we've talked about Shadow Colossus. So that game, and you said before, it's been out for 12 years, right? Yeah. So with with that, I didn't know that the control, and I've played it before, 
Uh, I didn't realize that the controls are supposed to be indicative of, of like, understand of, like, of the actual storytelling as well. Yeah. Well, it's not and- indicative of the storytelling, but, like, the characters themselves, right? Like, with you, with, with all UA's games, you think about, like, triangle, the topmost button, is traditionally jump. It's higher on the controller because you are going higher. It's dumb shit like that, which I don't really care for. I like Bluepoint's modernized controls, but even their modernized controls still feel a little awkward. Yeah. You know? But um, I never thought about, like, controls necessarily adding to the gameplay or the storytelling until, like, you brought it up. Right. Uh, do you think that if that was, like... Because I don't feel like that was, like, really well, like, put out there. Because I know I've read a lot of, like... Gaming magazines, yeah. articles, and even like reviews on uh, like Shadow of the Colossus and other games, and I never really hear about the controls being a part of the storytelling. I mean, Ueda wasn't really. It's more a part of immersion than storytelling, right? Like it's like we said before, like the boy versus Eco versus Wander. Who's the cooler boy? The <laughs> the the controls improve with age, right? Uh, Wander controls better than either of the other two, right? But he still doesn't control great because he's still a young man and most of that game when you're controlling him actually having to worry about the controls, you're on top of this giant thing that's thrashing around, you know? Yeah. You'd expect it to be kind of awkward. But Ueda, until the last few years, hasn't done a a large amount of of interviews. So back on the PS2 days, when people, one, really didn't care about who was making their games... Uh, two, UA is just not doing a lot of interviews at that point. There's no reason for you to know that back then, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that goes also to like the very minimalist, uh, uh, you know, philosophy that he's had behind those games, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, he's got cryptic storytelling and he's, uh, and, you know, that goes along with the, like the controls, like there's, there's no explanation, uh, really. Like going into it, there's no explanation as to why those games control the way they do. They, right. just, they just do. Um, it's like even Shadow of the Colossus, or excuse me, The Lost Guardian, uh, which is the most recent game, is that way. Triangle moves you up, X moves you down because right. that's their placement on the D pad. To him, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that's necessary. Like I think those games could be be better with different controls, but I think that some awkwardness to it should still be there. <laughs> well, know? I mean, I think that you. I feel like you kind of nailed it when you were talking about uh, Last Guardian, where, um, I mean, you're playing as a little boy, yeah. and his movements are going to be clumsy uh, right. and awkward. Like, just moving the character. Right. Doing nothing but just walking, he's a little clumsy. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. You know, but... Um, and I think, you know, I think you know, if we're talking... And I guess it depends on how, you know, I guess it depends on how you quantify immersion. Um, I think that... You know, if you're the specific kind of person who quantifies immersion in that way, I think that, you know, having having a control scheme like that and having them respond to your uh, inputs in the way that they do is a very effective tool in aiding to that immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you kind of have to be in that mindset to really appreciate it. Otherwise, you're otherwise you're prone to being somebody who would criticize the controls in that game. It's like, well, these controls are too awkward and they don't make any sense. Well, it's funny, you're like this. This might become an episode about controls. I don't know. This goes back to, like, if you think about Street Fighter, right? And think about those special moves that most fighting games mimic now. Right. Uh, 
a Hadouken is that way. It's down quarter circle. And think about the motion that Ryu is doing when he throws a fireball. Right. It's to mimic that. When Guile throws a, a, a sonic boom, he moves his arms back, then forward. Right. Right? Like, though, the, it's intentionally that way, uh, at least in those old fighting games. Nowadays... It's just because that's what people learn. And I, and you I remember you talking about with skate, like that's why skate was so cool is because the thumbstick uh, motions mimic the... Mimics feet. Yeah. Um, like pretty much whenever I play any fighting game now, I always uh, base it off of the one I've played the most of, which has always been Tekken. Right. Which is why, I, uh, part of, besides other reasons of not being good at something... I have such like difficulty with like Marvel's Capcom or Street Fighter because I am so used to the my like those muscle memory going to that. Yeah. But um through most of my uh, adult gaming life, yeah. Uh I've played on PC. So going back to consoles, even though I've always owned multiple consoles, it's always very awkward, especially when I'm switching it between, like, say, like, Xbox and PlayStation and where the controls are set and how they read. And, like, when it pops on screen, it says press X. I'm always, like, I always press the wrong button on whatever controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, right. Because they're in different spots. Because there's no standard, right? I mean, even, even, like, if you think about Xbox's controllers versus Nintendo controllers, they both use A, B, X, Y, but they are not in the same place. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I have... Uh, playing Mario... Uh, was a very much um, a drastic change and like having to like focus on what the controller actually is and what I'm pressing because I kept pressing like the B button for like and going back when I meant to press A. Right. Um, here's I remember. Okay, so with um with the first Monster Hunter, uh, that was on the one on PS2. I mean. Um, like, cause now they have it mapped to where like the, uh, the attack buttons are like the face buttons, mm-hmm. but before, uh, to attack, you were using the right analog stick, which was like, really, yeah, it was like a really, and eventually I got used to it. I look back on it and I'm like, how did I, how did I play that like game? Like in how, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles does it where you're just positioning and it's automatically attacking or no, like, so flicking it in a certain flicking it in a specific motion would do a different I attack. I didn't know that. Um, see, and that's right. Like it, it's always, it's always divisive, right? We talk yeah. about like all the EA sports games, like fight night. Yeah. Some people took to those controls and just loved it. You know, like yeah. a lot of people love fight night and a lot of people were just like, why can't I just press fucking B or X or whatever? You right. Know? Right. Uh, which was funny because, like, I was I was pretty good at Fight Night, but then I would try to play uh, NBA Live, mm-hmm. and it would that was also using the the or the FIFA, sticks. right? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I can't. But then I I would try to play those games. I'm like, I can't do this. And I, th- I think that's why Skate clicked with me because I know how your feet move for those things, you know. So it made sense to me. Yeah, but uh, but like uh, I'm not a skater though, so yeah. So you might prefer Tony Hawk or whatever, right? I did. Yeah, I. I very much enjoyed Tony Hawk more, but it's also, I think, um, nostalgia and uh, playing Tony Hawk with my cousin mm. and us, like, going back and forth and trying to get, like, higher scores and, like, you know, we made the game more fun by, like, outside of the game, like, banter and t- 
talking like that. It's yeah. it's funny because Fight Night and Skate, as far as analog controls, mm-hmm. like they operate on like the exact same concept. But I I can't yeah. get Fight Night. I can't. It's weird, you know. And know. like because like you, you do a core circle and that's a hook, and right. it makes sense because like that's that's what you're doing, right? Yeah, sure. like you 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 flick it upwards and like you're doing a jab. And I get that, know? but and I guess like that's why I don't fault people for not liking UAD's games. Yeah. Uh, because of the controls, when that is the complaint, you can't fault them there. Uh, but I'd say, you know, it is worth, it is worth learning. Yeah, uh, so last night was my first time playing, uh, Shadow of the Colossus for the first time in 12 years. Yeah. Um, and it was a struggle at first, like, to get those controls down, but, like, once you do, though, it's... Like it kind of all makes sense, mm. and it's and then it's really satisfying to like traverse the environment and yeah. you know, find your way up the Colossus and things like that. Right, and I would never say that it feels good, but I don't think it is intended to feel good. Well, I think know? that that game at its core is about struggle, right? Uh, and I think well, it's like you're riding on aggro, right? And yeah. I explained it to you like it is you controlling Wander controlling aggro right you are not driving this horse like you would in any other game where you ride a horse right you know uh you are controlling the reins is what you're doing right but and so that's why like when you're controlling when you're on top when you're on aggro like the controls aren't aren't one-to-one you know they're not no but at the same time if you're going in a weird winding path he will do what he needs to do you don't need to worry about it yeah you know um and that's one thing that 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 I feel like they carries through all three games is that your companion in each of these games feels like it, like a living thing with, with its own like brain and instincts. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, even Yorda in yeah. a way, like she could be helpful in a way and you didn't always have to be grabbing her hand. Yeah. But, but like she, you know, she, uh, you know, it was, it wasn't as, as, you know, advanced as obviously Trico, was but like sure um but at the same time like said last week like, 10 years is a long time right yeah. like that's a long time to work on an ai yeah right. so i mean but at the same time like that's that's the trait that all three of them have you know uh and the trade-off is like all three of them do things you don't want them to do sometimes yeah you know <laughs> like ag- aggro like as an animal knows not to jump off of a cliff right. because you know um what do you oh sorry go ahead go ahead uh no no, no finish your thought because I have a question that's not about... It's gone. Okay. Um, do you think there's been a game that, like, the controls would just have baffled you? It's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. FIFA. You FIFA? know, like... And I understand it. They still use those analog stick controls, but I can't get it. I just can't understand uh, it. I've only played Madden once, and it was on a giant screen at a sports bar after they closed. Mm-hmm. And I just kept placing Triangle... And I kept doing well, and I don't understand how that fucking worked. Yeah. But, uh, hey, I got one touchdown, and <laughs> I also found out what the quarterback actually does that night. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know... Like Souls? Souls took me a while to get used to the controls. Really? I'm, uh, still, not a, uh, like, I'm still not into those games, I feel but like, like I understand why the controllers are the controls are the way they are, you know? I do feel like... Uh, uh, going from Tekken to Souls was a lot easier for me than going from Tekken to Street Fighter or Marvel. Yeah, I could I could see that. I but. I don't I can't necessarily pinpoint why because I um 
I just I don't have the words and I don't have like the knowledge to explain exactly why, but I mean fighting games that use traditional Capcom controls, I feel like it's something since I that I've done since I was a small kid, you know, for like my whole life. So I understand that. It makes sense to me. Uh learning souls it's just weird, like the triggers and all that, but like I get it. I I, I get why it is the way it is and I don't dislike it. Um, but it did take me a little while to get the hang of. Yeah, especially when you go into a game expecting the face buttons to be your attack buttons. Exactly. Um, when when you have grown up your whole life with games being, you know, with with those yeah, and then commands s- typically being on the face buttons. Yeah, when some uh, when someone you know uh, um, subverts expectations in that way, it's like yeah, you don't ever expect it. Um, especially now that games don't come with instruction manuals anymore. Oh, but you're right. They do. Has there been any games that, like, the controls are just like, why is this there? Or you just kept pressing the wrong button because of, like, muscle memory from something else? Well, there wasn't, not so much that, but, um, I'm off, I'm often perplexed by how often I'll encounter a game that doesn't allow me to invert the camera. Well, the other thing I was about to bring up in inversion as well, because you play inverted, there are games that one won't let you do it, and there are games where the normal is inverted. And the inverted option is normal. Now, you know? uh, now yeah. Beyond Good and Evil was one of those was one of those times where if I wanted to play it, um, I had to play with the vertical axis not inverted because inverting the vertical axis would also invert the lateral axis, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I couldn't do it. Uh, it's like with Breath of the Wild; all of the BCDs for that game did not allow you to invert controls. Yeah. So everyone was like, "Are they going to let you in the final game or not?" Yeah. And I'm like, of course they are. You know, of course they're going to, but... Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with um, switching over from Final Fantasy and playing it all the way to level 50 with a... Controller. With a controller and switching over to a keyboard and mouse, I have had uh, some difficulties sure. uh, with switching over, but it's they're pretty much smoothed out now. It's only I'm only at 50 to level 53 now, so it's not been that long since I've been... Uh, doing it, but it's gotten a lot. It's gotten a lot easier, especially targeting system, because uh, as Ryan might know, uh, to go from target to target, you just hit the triggers, and uh, sometimes it goes to a friendly target or something mm. super far away. That it's like, why, why? Yeah. Stop doing this. I'm just trying to go to the left. Like, Whereas with keyboard and mouse, you're just literally pointing to it. Yeah. Well, you can you can tab it over, but you also can point to it. Yeah. Um. But I think the uh. One of the things that has uh, that me and Berto have noticed since I moved it over is uh, with a lot of MMOs, uh, you know the W uh, WASD like for controls and movement and for stuff. Yeah. For MMOs, uh, one through the, ten for the difference between people who use those uh, directional buttons to move while you're running or even just anywhere, just, and then uh, people who just, like, right-click the mouse and use that to move you, as well as the camera. And as far as, like, the smoothness of that, so I've been trying to practice, because I've always been a directional key kind of gal. Yeah. It's, like, when I played WoW for the years and years and years, I played with all directional keys. I never did yeah, the right yeah, mouse. Yeah. So I've been uh, doing that more often, and I think it's also gone into other games I play on PC. You know, there's two things I want to mention. Uh when I was playing PC games before this year, like Left 4 Dead 2 time, right? Uh, I played with a keypad, a Razer keypad called the Nostromo, which they still make and sell. 
And the interesting thing about that keypad is it gives you WASD and a few numbers and all that. Like, it basically gives you the, the left quarter of the keyboard. Mm-hmm. But it also gives you a thumbstick, like an analog stick, where your thumb naturally rests. So you can use an analog stick with your left hand while using a mouse with your right hand. And I know it sounds weird, but that was really nice. No, that sounds like it makes um, sense. Because uh, with uh, certain combos, I have them where they're right above the WASD, and I have them kind of macroed to um, where I can just hit the buttons right above those and not yeah. go far off. And then the stuff that, like, okay, like, add... Because I, I play a tank character. Uh, awesome. Tank girl. Tank girl. I love tank I play girl. tank girl. And Final Fantasy fourteen, and <laughs> would not surprise me. Yeah, so then I like the ones that are further away. I'll just go over there and click on them because it's just easier that way. But I'm sorry. I, have you guys seen the pocket version of fifteen? No. It looks super good. Looks really good. I've seen it. Uh, I'd like to try it. I like fifteen a lot. I mean, apparently it gives you the whole story for that from fifteen. Yeah. I've been, uh, because it's been a long time, and some of the Final Fantasies I haven't played at all. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Final Fantasy Peasant is the, is the YouTube channel name. Oh, I was going to say, that's not a game. <laughs> uh, but they go through, like, the storylines of all of the Final Fantasy That's pretty games. cool. Uh, which is great, because even some of them that I've played, I ne- I didn't necessarily follow the storyline. I was just kind of more excited about what to see next. I, you know, I messaged you guys asking what are, your, what are some of your favorite games, um, like your personal favorite games of all time, you know? <clears throat> and the reason for it is that I want to start doing, like, retros on our channel. Okay. Uh, but, anyways, going back to, like, controls, have either, either of you guys had this happen where, like, like with Killing Floor 2, Ryan and I started off playing that game on PlayStation 4, right? Mm-hmm. And with a controller, and I don't know if it's because I was so used to Call of Duty or what, uh, most matches... I had most of the accolades. Switch over to PC, and I automatically like it better. It feels better to me to play, but it also feels better to everyone else to play. So, like, I get almost none of the accolades now. You guys ever experienced something like that? Uh, I experienced the same thing. Well, like, it feels better to you, but you are technically doing worse now. It's funny you know? <laughs> because, like, you say that, but... That, that's I told you about what what ended up happening with me and uh, uh, Wolfenstein too, right? Where that you started playing with a controller on PC, yeah, yeah. Um, which I didn't expect to happen, um, but like with all the like with the sprinting and the sliding and stuff like that, I just felt like it was I didn't want to go through the trouble of remapping my keyboard. Yeah. Uh, so I just like this would probably be easy with a controller, and it was. And I was like, I'm actually having a pretty swell time playing it like this. So I'm sure. going to keep playing it like this. Sure. Um, which I mean, I feel like that's what it's all about anyway, especially when we're talking about a a, sing- a, a exclusively single player game. Um, I don't know. I that- but have you switched controls to something that feels oh, better but like with with and done worse, but it, it feels better to you. Feels uh, more natural. Yeah, to you, I mean, but I've, you've been do- done worse. I've been doing worse up until recently on Final Fantasy, just because of the yeah. adjustment period. Uh, but I, I, starting I, out on Killing Floor was kind of hard because of the they by they by default stick us uh, uh, they by default put it to where like aim down the sights is toggle yeah which I thought was weird but you can switch that right away yeah I think more important is we need to get you a mouse with additional buttons for like melee and grenade hmm. because by default you're reaching your index finger over far- farther 
which means you cannot go right and throw a grenade at the same time. Two things, by the way. <laughs> uh, when you were t- uh, Shanae was talking about uh, how she how she was controlling her her character on World of Warcraft, yeah, it reminded me of the way that I controlled my character in the game Marathon, mm. uh, which was I would move with the number pad, mm-hmm. and I was looking up and down with the plus and minus sign. I think that's indicative of, like, most games of the time, though, right? Like, Doom, Wolfenstein, like, the original games did not use the mouse. And I would they shoot... They do now, if you want them to, but they did not back I then. I would shoot with the control key. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Same thing with Doom. Control yeah. to shoot. Yeah. Now I played the original Doom with WASD and a mouse, but yeah. back then, no. Still feels okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I Oh, and, and the other thing was, I I was glad that you brought up... Uh, us talking about our favorite games of all time because uh, I had always considered, you know, River City Ransom to be my favorite game of all time. And it's still really high up there. But I really, but, I really feel like Doom 2016 is my favorite game of all time. Oh, yeah. You were talking about, talking about this last night. And I've had a lot of time to think about that. Um, uh, with id, I think we'll get a new Doom announcement this year. Oh, yeah. Of that, I have no doubt. At this E3, I think we'll get the next Doom announcement. Will it be Doom 5 or, you know, Doom 4 or, I th- I th- or Doom I th- colon something? I think, they would ca- I think they would call it Doom 2. That'd be weird, but you might be right. I think they would call it Doom 2. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, they change the designation on Steam to Doom 2 Classic. Oh, and hopefully Hugo's still, still directing, but yeah, we'll see. I wonder if... I wonder if uh, What's his name? Mick Gordon comes back. Oh, I'm sure. He's been doing like all of Bethesda's games, man. Yeah. Uh, his, like, there's a point at which Wolfenstein's soundtrack sounds a lot like Doom's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. It's not even, and again, like we both said it, like it's not music that either of us would listen to otherwise, but it fits really well. I don't think Mick Gordon could do like a Bethesda Softworks game. Yeah. Uh, saying that not knowing much of his work outside of video games. Yeah. But, uh, for you know, he did Doom, he did Prey. Yeah. Those sound completely different. Yeah, but um, do you think there's any game that like that? I mean, of course there is many, but uh, is there any game that sticks out in your mind as like this is a perfect game for this control scheme for this controller? Super like- Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. No 2D platformer has felt as good as me since then as that game. There's, there are, and maybe that's because that's the first, right? I don't know. You there, did, there, the one you came with, but like nostalgia is a factor, and, well, it's, and it's not a bad thing. But like, no two D side scrolling platformer has ever felt as good. There, as there is, there is, there are very few games in which I speak of objectively. Yeah, Mar- Super Mario Brothers one, like that. The controls on that game are objectively perfect. Yeah. Is there anything in the la- I guess in the last two, uh, game, uh. Genies. Genies? Consoles, cycles, generations. Generations. Sonic generations. Uh, is there anything mm. in the last two Sonic generations that <laughs> uh, really feels good as far as the control scheme for it? This thing that was on like PlayStation that like really feels good on PlayStation. It doesn't have to be exclusive. Gears of War felt pretty good. That's true for third-person th- cover and that active reload and all that. Do you think that, that could have felt g- just as good on the PlayStation controller? Yes. Yeah, I do. But they're still learning, you know? I, I see the only thing I can think of as far as play, PS4 is if maybe a game took really advantage of that touchscreen and really added something oh, to it. Oh, the touchpad? 
Yeah, but I don't feel like anything really made that touchpad worth it. Uh, that is true. Um, and that, and but it's always that. That's what happened last year too, right? Uh, the six axis was new then, and at the start, like a, there were there were a handful of games that took advantage like, of it. I think like, like I feel like Dreams the- and Concrete Genie are going to use that touchpad very well. Yeah. I think yeah. the uh, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, some of the flight simulator games really took advantage of that six axis and did really well with mm. it. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, no, well, no, that's not Ace Combat, <laughs> Ace Combat games and the, and the like of that. Man, yeah. I love Ace Combat. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, as far as like current gen stuff, where controls impressed me in some way, uh, Edith Finch, oddly enough. Did you yank the cork out of that? Where it's, you know, a very simple game. Uh, the controls on console, like I'd say play that on console. Don't play it on PC. And I played it on PC, but the controls on console are better. How's that? In that, like, they're more immersive in, in a very Ueda way, right? Like, you have a, a scene where you're swinging on a swing. And on PC, you're pressing S to go back, W to go forward. S to go back, W to go forward. On console, each analog stick is a leg. And huh. swinging both of them back, okay. both of them forth. Actually, little, little touches what, like oh that. Oh my god, what game was I playing? Oh, uh, speaking of Wolfenstein, uh, Old Blood was doing this thing where like you were, you're climbing, whenever you scale a wall, yeah. like you alternate buttons for each hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As you're climbing up, exactly. and I thought that was cool. Um, so yeah, for recent stuff, I'd say Edith Finch is better on console. By the way, Shanae, I wanted, I'm glad that, like Tom just jogged my memory, but uh, so we were in, when we were in the car last night. We were talking about we were talking about this generation versus last generation, and how much more exciting last generation was, specifically because of like how much new stuff happened, like how many franchises materialized. We're born of left, yeah. Like how like over the, like that during that decade, like how many franchises started, and you think about like what how, we've gotten now, like what yeah. we've gotten now, and it's like most of what we get now is. You know, an extension of something that started last generation or longer ago, but it's nothing, nothing new, right? Like yeah. Xbox 360, PS3 gave us Gears of War, Dead Space, Dead Rising, yeah. uh, Dragon Age, like a shit ton of different new IP. The first Gears of War is on 360. Yeah, first Gears is on 360. Okay. Yeah, 2006. Man. Uh, uh, Uncharted, okay. The I, Last I, of Us, I, like I, the list goes on for, with for what we got. Reason, then. I, I thought that. Uh, the first Gears was on Xbox. No. But, no. Uh, and this gen, like, what have we got? Like, the only thing that I could think of was, like, the Order 1886, which, which is pretty much dead. Right. You know? You know, uh, like, every, everything of note that I can think of from this generation. I mean, even Last of Us, which is now... Started like, last gen. Started yeah. last gen. Um, like, Uncharted. Yeah. Um... Uh, of course, Bioshock was last generation. Yep. Um, like everything. Yeah, Mass like, Effect. And like, like don't and like don't get me wrong. Like wonder. Like there's sometimes I definitely have wondered if it's like because of like my age and like things that are now priorities to me that weren't uh, like say even five years ago. Uh, if like maybe I'm just romanticizing like how exciting things are, but yeah, like thinking about like what actually came out last gen versus this gen. Last generation was way more exciting, yeah, and a much bigger leap, a much bigger leap. And I don't think I I don't think it's a romantic notion to think back about that about that decade and think about all the great things that happened. Um, Mm -hmm. Like hell, like I remember when the when the three sixty came out, it was like 
it was a marvel you know it was like a thing like like holy shit you know when the playstation 3 came out again it was like holy shit but even just visually this generation feels so far behind i mean we talked about how like think about resident evil 1 right yeah resident evil 1 was the generation before yeah remake yeah and look at that difference mm-hmm. you know what i mean you know and you know you, you we talk about uh how there are games that that came out this gen where we said you know i feel like that could have happened last gen too right and there are games that i think could not work on ps3 that exists now you right. know uh but but not, it also seems not enough it also seems very much like especially when we're talking about when we were talking about these half step consoles like the PS4 Pro mm. and the my, the Xbox One X like the thing that folk that the large focus on both of those uh, machines is look how great these games look now Where, and i think that i do think that's important it's and it's not but. it's not unimportant but i just i don't feel like it's when we're talking about pushing things forward from generation to generation while it is important i don't think that it's paramount no um i think that the, Maybe that's why the Switch has done so well? Um, I, well, I think that um, I think that the thing to remember, for me anyway, is that what I what I expect to happen with new hardware is to be new mechanical possibilities. And Switch gives you that. Yeah. and In spades. Yeah, I know. But. And so, like, these games look great, but that was never... <laughs> Shanae. <laughs> please, please, sir. Finish the bottle off is what I'm trying these, to tell you, Tom. These games, oh, yeah. Let me finish this first. These games look great, but that was like never... That was never what I felt like was lacking. And it was never a question, right? We yeah. knew they were going to look great. Like, it's kind of... Of course of, they're going like, to look great. Like, looking better is a foregone conclusion when you get more powerful hardware, right? So, yeah. like... But that's that's always, like, a huge selling point when we're talking about new hardware. But it's it's very rarely the case when we're talking about new hardware or a new engine or whatever... That we talk about, like look, look what, look at what you can do in this game. Mm-hmm. Like it, like you talk about Days Gone, parentheses, Dead Don't Ride's cooler name. Yeah. Uh, you talk about that game, and the, you don't talk about how good the game looks. You talk about look at, look at how the game works. Look at all of these hundreds of zombies on screen at once. Freakers, TM. Each with their own individual AI. They're not moving as a unit. Yeah. They're each individually moving. Like, that is interesting. That couldn't happen last generation. Right, see, that is interesting. Yeah. Like, that is what I want to see. When we're talking about next gen, that mechanic is next generation. And I theorize, like, with the Trico and The Last Guardian, with that game being pushed from last gen to this current gen, part of me thinks it might have had something to do with that. Sure. I don't know that an AI could have worked as well as it did yeah. last generation. Like, I feel, I, I, I definitely think that if Last Guardian had come out last gen, it would have, it would have seriously taxed the ps3 yeah i really think it would have um that being said i just i think i also think that we need more of that right like yes i want we absolutely do and let me tell you there's plenty of that this generation in vr yeah uh and that that's the thing i guess that's that's i feel like that's i guess that's where you have to go now well it's funny because like you play a vr game and you it feels like if this was just a game, it would be a bad game. Sure. But because it's a VR game, that changes everything. And I think the last time we saw a leap like that was going to, uh, you know, 3D consoles, whether it's the the PS1 or the uh, N64. Sure. 
And uh, I think that's where it's at. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be as heavily adopted as 3D consoles were, you know? Yeah. Uh, what was that? What's that zombie game in VR? What's it called? Zombie game. Arizona Sunshine? Arizona Sunshine. Oh. So if that game, if that <laughs> game weren't VR... It'd be a horrible shooter. If yeah. that was not a VR game, that would be a horrible shooter. Right. You know? But it's because of what you're doing. It's like, uh, what is... Fuck. I forget the name. There's this space one. You control this little robot guy. Yeah. And there's, you know, like, it's like zero gravity. So to move, you're like pushing yourself off of a wall. Yeah. And that is something you've never done in a video game before that felt the way, feels the way it feels in that game. If you were doing that with a controller in your hand, uh, looking at a TV screen or a monitor, it would not be as impactful. And it sucks. The thing about, the thing that sucks about, like you said, that you want to go, if you want to experience landmark gameplay mechanics, VR's where to do it. The thing about it is that a lot of a lot of these experiences are blocked by a prohibitively expensive piece of hardware. Well, and you can't sell it, right? Like we've seen these companies, all three of them, try to set up kiosks and demo stations in Best Buy uh, and trucks, yeah. you know, for people to try out VR. But that's like okay, PS4 has like four trucks around the country, around the country, you know, like not enough people can try this. And to, like to it, it even it. still like it's hard to sell VR. It's from, easy to sell to sell 3D on a television. Speaking it's hard, of selling, know. I uh, may have just offered your son some money to walk around the house uh, and try and hatch my Pokemon eggs for me. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you try to sell him some f- fucking nugs at friend prices. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just twelve dollars. <laughs> I'm just gonna give Bradley a couple dollars. For I like that. That's your default friend price. <laughs> Like uh, this arbitrary number that I thought up. Yeah, I'm just gonna give Bradley a couple dollars to walk around the house to try and help me cut. And he'll do it. He's a, he's an agreeable boy. He, he probably would have done it for free. Yeah, I don't no, know why I you guess. offered him money for it. No, I, I, Looks I like, like sounds like you're the sucker. No, oh, whatever. I was like, yeah, you <laughs> can put it in your pocket and watch because he's watching something on his iPad. I'm like, sure. you didn't watch anything on your iPad. Just walk around. That Five Nights at Freddy's. I was like, yeah, you yeah. can even just walk circles in your room. I was like, because it catches it. You just because I walked around my apartment and it catches like the distance and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it, or like had it on at work and like walk around with that and it catches it too. So I was like, yeah, if you just walk around the house for a while. So I'm uh, employing child labor right now. Sure. Be your child. Sure. It is sad to me that what I think is the next step in video games uh, is locked behind not only a significant paywall, uh, but also is very hard child to market labor to people. Law? You know, very hard to market to people. Well, like, it, it, like it reminds me been, of it reminds me of that video games with a controller in our hands for a long time, like and, and for, for over people, thirty years, at and this for point. people to think that that's all video games can ever be—that's just ignorant. Yeah. You know? Well, like we were, t- uh, we we were because we've we've entertained like each of us have inter- is has entertained the idea of buying a VR headset. Uh, I, I was looking at a Vive when yeah. you came over today. So we and speaking of the Vive, we watched that Vive trailer like a month or so ago. Yeah, and like I remember saying like this is probably the best way to sell VR because the the trailer showed the person in VR, but it also in the sh- game. It sh- but it also showed like the people around her like enjoying watching her. Play well, v- remember when in a uh, twenty sixteen. 2015 when microsoft did their hololens presentation with minecraft yeah and like that was fake all the the guy moving the minecraft pieces on the table that was all fake but it was the best way to represent that you know um but like while i think that was the best way to sell the vive 
Like yeah. that's like I also don't think that it was a particularly good way either. And is it, and to be honest, there's not a good or easy way to sell it to people without them trying it. Right. And I do think VR is like our next step in gaming, but I don't think it will be because I don't think enough people will buy it. Yeah. You know. Well, like, cuz again, like I said, Maybe it's like you should it's put that uh, argument in there when we have the debate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think of that as it is prohibitively expensive and it's not just the VR, but like, you're not just paying for the VR, but you're also paying for the hardware to run it. But think and about it, headset. think about and it though, right? Like a, a PlayStation four plus the cost of a PlayStation VR with move controllers, uh, adjusted for inflation is not as bad as what we spent on consoles 20 years ago. Sure. It's not, it's still cheaper than that. Right. You still, know, but we have all these other expenses as well. Well, I think we're just w- not as willing to spend as much money on recreational things as we used to be. Yeah. Uh, at least at least in the United States. Maybe even with but, inflation for average goods and what we get paid and stuff like that is less and more in some aspects. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I mean, know. as a nation, the U.S., we, we do get paid more than we used to. Adjusted for inflation, we do get paid more than we did in the 1990s. But also uh, things cost more. Things yeah. do cost more. Right? And then also there's more things to add to bills than there used to be. I Anyone think. notice how, like, like, the more... 40 years ago, like, what, how, how much... We didn't have for... to play for our Netflix. Well, also, <laughs> 40 years ago, you didn't pay for your cell phone bill. No, you're right. You're right. You didn't pay for the cell phone plan where you just pay off your cell phone. Did you just say month. 40 years ago? 40 years ago, yeah. Yeah. Well, because there wasn't cell phones. Yeah, I'm, that's that's the point. Honey. No, but if, <laughs> oh, but, right. but if you think about it, like, not that, much, not that much after that, there were cell phones. Sure. It just wasn't heavily adopted. Yeah, I... I yeah, whatever. Uh, Do you have anything you want to plug? I was... Well, let me... I wanted we're to not a, done yet, Shanae. Oh, okay. You go if you need to go, but we're oh, still okay. talking. Yeah. You guys ever think about how the more advanced electronics get, the more delicate they are? Yeah. No. You don't ever think about that? You don't ever think about how, like... Look, I drop my shit a lot. So, I work with I a lot. Drop, I drop my cell phone Here's the thing, on dude. a daily basis. All right, think, think, about, think about the TV. I'm sure you do. Think about, <laughs> oh, yeah, think about the... Just, well, a daily think about, basis. Think about the TV you have now, right? Now, think about... You could, like, let's say, in a fit of rage, you threw your controller at the TV, Right? That TV is going to break before that controller does. But you could throw a controller at a CRT and it would be fine. Yeah, that's that. Cause somehow, no. somehow it would be newer. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you know what I think about a lot. What? So I'm not supposed to talk about my job too much, uh, but like very hush hush. Um, he wears a suit. I I work suit. in manufacturing new technology, yeah. and to make new technology, you use old technology, yeah. right? You don't make new technology with newer technology. It's not possible, right? That's so, a paradox. So to make new technology, you use old technology. So we use technology that was made in the 90s, in the early 90s. Right. Um, which is weird, right? Most of my computers are running like DOS and stuff like that. It's very strange. Uh, but uh, DOS is cool, though. You know, those <laughs> really all of yeah. the things that I work with are fucking huge. Sure. Are like, you talking about like those big giant huge machines? You think about are you talking about like do you have one of those computers where you work that's like one on the fucking reel to reel like in the fifties? No, that's way old. But, I, <laughs> but, but, like, but like everything I work with is like at least the size of a refrigerator or bigger, right? But like if something is wrong with you used that. to make something so delicate that is new technology yeah. that it goes into your iPhone or your game console or whatever but it's that so much breaks to fix. so easily. But it's so easy, so much easier to fix than previously before. Only because if, if the parts. If one thing went wrong with it, then it's all fucked Yeah, but that, up. Like, the only reason that those things are easier to fix, I think, is because the parts are 
are currently are available. currently available. Right. Like there, I don't. There aren't. It the, has nothing to there do are, with there, the are, there aren't a lot of parts around to fix my Nintendo. Look, like look at it this way. I remember as a kid, like if pe- people had like the big TVs that went out. Sure, CRT. They just bought. They just bought a new TV. Like even the no, I'm talking about even the big screens that were like 150 pounds. That's called a projector screen. Uh, so look at it this way. <laughs> oh my god. Look at it this way. Think about game consoles, right? Sure. A NES right. that uses a 72 pin connector to play games right. has still lasted until 2018, whereas a 360 or a PS3 that uses a laser to read discs and has moving parts might not work anymore. Also, we've talked. We all three of us have talked on the show about how many 360s we've owned. Three. All of us have. I think I've owned yeah, three. But <laughs> yeah. Red ring of death. And and. Right. We all talk about when is our, when are our launch PS4 is going to die. Oh, we man. all talk about that. Here's the thing, know? man. Okay, uh, look, I have not cleaned that thing ever, and I cleaned it for you once. I cleaned. Well, you gave it. A, you gave it a quick spurt. Then you're, then I took ca- the cover off. Yeah, but then the then the air ran out. Yeah, but then I, now it's in, it's currently in an enclosed, not an enclosed space. I know where it is. Yeah, it's in your it, entertainment center. Yeah, you put it there. Yeah, I I dust and clean. It Which, by the way, times a week. Side note, uh, I'm. I remember uh, I had there's uh, there's a lady that I'm very interested in and I had her over uh, a few weeks ago and I Barbara w- Bush mm, is she alive? <laughs> um, uh, I had I had I had a I had a lady friend over and I was looking at my entertainment center and I was like man I'm glad Tom hid those wires because it looks nice right? yeah it cable does. management yeah oh man which you could not tell from the fucking crow's nest I have over here but yeah you guys uh, at home can't see it Berto, but Berto's cable management work yeah. Because he uh, works for school, school systems and sets, well, don't, sets don't, up their computers. Don't blow up his spot, dude. Nah. I don't... If you're a school and need a computer... Berto. Actually, Berto's company. I was watching... Uh, sometimes I like to watch our old Check It Out sometimes. Me too. And I was watching... Uh, I was telling Tom that I was watching the one that I did on my computer. Oh, yeah. And then I was like... Don't fuck with me. <laughs> Well, I remember, like in the video, like the start of the video, I was like, "Hey guys, last weekend I brought, I bought a computer," and Tom was like, "You, you know, know what that is?" That is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we should not have bought booze into this. This is going for so long. No, it's great though. Like what I is, prefer for us to have longer shows. What I really is the? Do. What is? I was thinking about because you're talking about how long, it, like how an NES how is still working. How long is it? Yeah. You're talking uh, about how long it is. Like at one, at some point. Your physical copies of your PS4 games or your PS3 games or 360 games, at some point, those copies are going to be unplayable. Do you, Faster than an NES card. What is the rate of, like, what, what, like, what is the rate of decay on that? The problem is that a disc is delicate. A disc can scratch and not work. A 72 pin is going to work for fucking ever until eventually in 40 years from now but when it corrodes also, hey, I have, you know i have legitimately stood on a ps3 desk and slid across on a carpet on it yeah and then played it yeah so what's the state of yeah decay you on that? what's the state of decay on that i'm I, I mean i'm not saying you're wrong but i've also had disc read errors on discs that looked flawless you know that no, was probably more of a lens thing yeah yeah you've seen a- speaking of lenses I've been thinking of a way to bring this up on this show, and I thought about doing it for trivia, but I don't know like where to bring it up, and we're talking about it now, so I'm going to bring it up. Okay. You guys know why GameCube is quieter than most disc-based systems? Because it runs in reverse. <laughs> that is not why. That is not why. 
Because uh, it has no fan. So most lasers that read both discs of those answers were stupid. Move on a track, <laughs> right? Back and forth on a track, right? And that is the loud. Off. That is the loud sound you get. Whereas in a GameCube, it's a laser that pivots to read the disc. On like, hold on. Basically, instead of going on a track back and forth, it goes like this. Huh. And that's why GameCube Put keep it on is quiet. When you see your finger moves, the audience gets. You should I do it with my wiener? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> yeah, and I I always thought that was really interesting about GameCube, but yeah. You ever figure? You ever think about how every like every cons like every console uh like over the last couple of generations, every console has been has uh, run on the run on a chipset from the same manufacturer. I mean, it's like your phone, right? Samsung versus iPhone, they, they're, you're running basically the same phone with a different OS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, glasses industry, all mainly like 99% of like glasses all come from the same place. Sure. Sh- uh, Sinead, you learned uh, that from Adam Ruins Everything. I Apple, know Apple Orchards, I they not, all. <laughs> I did not see that Adam's ruin everything. I it's read- all the same apples. So. <laughs> God well, damn it. I feel like we're a little drunk. Like right, a little right. drunk. Hey, what are, what are you going to promote this week, Ryan? Why are you trying to end it? Yeah, because we're a little drunk. And remember last time you like... Th- that time we were very drunk. Yeah, that that, and actually shots. that time, that yeah. inter- that episode is not on the internet as far as I know. Yeah, no, it wasn't. No, I, d- I destroyed it. the only evidence of that episode's existence. Except for you couldn't destroy your finger after that. Yeah. That's true. That but lasted for be, half a year. To be fair, we weren't on video at that point. Uh, so no one saw that. I think we were at some point. I think with our early videos. No, we did it on the on the where it was the side, and me and Tom sat on one it side. It was so and gross, though. Yeah. It looked like a cockroach back. It did. And he, it did. and Tommy wanted you to kiss it, and I did, and he was like, "No, I want Ryan to do it." Ryan. <laughs> the thing sure. about Tom is that sometimes when he gets so. So I'm a passionate drinker. No, Tom, Tom has a threshold drunk, he loves because Ryan. he'll he'll get he'll get really drunk and then he'll be like. I love Sinead too, but he'll be super friendly. Not when you're drunk, he'll be super friendly. No, but I then like you. there's a uh, there's and the, but there's a very thin line where like like one more drink, and he becomes super belligerent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, I don't think he's belligerent. He'd, I can be. He, but in that instance, I yeah. think you just wanted Ryan to kiss and make it better. And, I did, and you didn't know. And me he refused. Well, and you didn't know me well enough. You know, I'm, to make it better. That was a while ago. I helped Ryan in a lot of ways over the years. And sure. he's helped you. Well, you say that, but I'm going to be honest with you, Shanae. I actually haven't done a whole lot for Tom. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> I appreciate you for being you. Like, Shanae, you keep wanting to hug Ryan today. Is he's grumpy? He's grumpy. He was grumpy. I feel like his grump is gone now. Well, that's he's we're on he's having fun talking it's about the games. Because we're on camera. Talking about controls. Yeah, I have an on-camera persona. I didn't expect yeah. this episode to be about controls, but I love that it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it too. I'm just saying he. I. I like he was grumpy. Actually, pick up that 2ds over there, Shanae. No. On top the, of my the Pokemon, no. Pokemon one. Yeah. Pick that. Hey, up. Uh, I want to talk to you about. Hey, Tom, do you know of a game? A game that Capcom made. Uh, two generations. Open. Two generations. Uh, yeah. Feel feel the uh, the the. Uh, R and L one and two. Now see how that hinge protrudes like it doesn't on an original 3DS XL. Minecraft for the DS. I, I feel like that 
that I don't hinge. Think so, but... Okay, I feel like that hinge kind of gets in the way. Hey, you know, of you can, those shoulder there's buttons. a uh, there's a Pokemon. But Speaking a Pokeball of controls, I do feel like those get in the way. I. It's my son's, by the way. Why did you take it away? Because he's grounded. Oh, is he actually? I... Yes, he is. Should I not give him? Because he's playing Pokemon Go right now. No, you can. It's fine. I gave him back his iPad. He's all right. He's slowly regaining privileges. No, when Man. I went and checked on him, he was playing. When we started recording, I had to find out what he did. Uh, when I, when... <laughs> I'll tell you right now, he skipped his tutoring. Wow, man! I didn't start skipping school until middle school. <laughs> Your son's been... but... no, I, I, I went out. Sins of our fathers, my, man. To wash my hands and uh, get some ice. That's right. Whiskey. That's right. But yeah, he was in his room playing with Legos and watching that, and I was like, ah, I really want to like get someone to walk for my Pokemon, like for my Pokeballs to like evolve. Could you just turn your phone on and attach it to the cat? I feel like that would have been easier but and actually probably more. I mean, efficient. I've never played Pokemon Go. I don't know how it works. Jasper, I'm asking. Jasper doesn't move that much. That's and, true. That's true. And I and I asked Bradley. I was like, hey, for a couple bucks, do you want to like walk around the house with my phone? You can put it in your pocket. Yeah, it's fine. Just walk around with it, and like, you can still watch stuff on your iPad. Yeah, because uh, he was watching things on his iPad, and he was playing with the Legos. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Hey, you want to make a couple bucks?" I went off for Bailey at first, but Bailey's sick. I don't want her touching my shit. Sure, oh, but that is not where I thought you were going. Because you were like <laughs> Bailey. I thought you were like Bailey sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Bailey has the flu. You know, so since we're still recording, I kind of want this whole thing to be like. An open conversation with with this uh, new show that I want to do. This retrospective on our favorite games, mini retrospectives. Uh, what do you guys want to do for that? Because I was thinking, audio. We each write a script for the games that we want to talk about. Me We're, and Ryan are gonna have to rock paper scissors for uh, Rosie Ransom. You can have it. You guys can both do it and each tell your own perspective on it. You know, but like. Just gameplay without us on camera, and, you're and just our voiceover all the time. <laughs> you know, that's what—that's kind of what I was thinking. And I also want to put on a name for it. Almost. I made that. a bunch of thumbnails. Uh, Save continue masterpiece, but I don't know that I like it. We'll discuss it off show. Uh, with my newfound. No, let's discuss it here tonight. With my newfound Photoshop skills. <laughs> I don't have. I really want to end the show, so we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Why well, not? Ryan has to promote something. Oh yeah, Ryan, pr- promote something. Give us a little. Uh, I think I feel like you have yet to on the show, which like it would be a very Shanae thing for it to be the first thing you mentioned, and you've yet to mention it. You have yet to promote cinnamon. So I got a dog. Um, she's an Amer. She's she's eight years old. She's an American. But you've pit- known her for a long time. Yeah, I've known I've known her for about six years. Uh, she's an American pit bull terrier. She's uh, really pretty. She likes snacks. She's so pretty. She likes farting. Uh, and she likes kittens. Growling at sirens. She hates sirens. Uh, I have a picture that if you go into our Discord, I will post of her and I investigating the sound of a siren uh, yesterday. Um, Can I promote one thing? Ryan? Absolutely. Well, that wasn't the thing that I was promoting, Shanae. Oh, it's I'm just, sorry. Tom brought it up. And also, you didn't win trivia, so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the promotion thing is like very comfortable. I feel like let's I feel, all promote everything we want. I, I feel like we should. I feel like that's something we should do every episode, like regardless of who wins trivia. Now I think about should it. we not have trivia? I like the trivia. I no, like I like trivia. trivia, but I feel like we should. I feel like if you have something that you want that you want people to know about, you should okay. be, we should promote it. Okay. Because I'm sure that like let's say you lose trivia five weeks in a row. Uh, Shanae, and like you have something that you've been sitting on for a while. Sure, and plus me asking the questions, I don't often get to do one either. Yeah, so it's usually Ryan. Uh, 
it's usually yeah, it is like honestly he, it's usually ryan, ryan time uh so ryan I actually i want to go last all right then uh so uh i've been li- i want to go first oh. <laughs> i'm joking Sinead, go ahead <laughs> Uh, I've looking for new podcasts to listen to because I'm up to date on all my podcasts. Okay. Uh, Sailor so, business. Yeah, no, give me some. Give me some. So with uh, the new and noteworthy, they were doing stuff for Black History Month, and I have come across a podcast called The Read, uh, and it is a male and a female. They talk about and celebrate um, things that happen in, uh, I guess. The world scope, but all, but predominantly the American, uh, the, the African American community, right? Uh, like like girls who like a thirteen year old, like some uh, Kiara Lee, I think is her name. I don't know. She's like thirteen. She's she's going to college. She's going to get her master's by the time she's eighteen. Cool. Uh, that's and, a regular doogie. And then like talking about different like just different people who are promoting. Uh, <laughs> you know I love doogie. People who are different. Uh, people in the African community who are. Prom- uh, who are promoting the culture and also like you know just like just like really good things. They yeah. they have people from like on like a, a RuPaul's Drag Race come over and talk about their experience. Real quick, and, like, who was that all- lady from RuPaul's Drag Race that you were mentioning the last week? Last show. Uh, Courtney Act. Courtney Act. Courtney right. Act. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, like the uh-huh. Australian accent, Courtney Act. That's like King K. Rule, King Rule. Yeah. Yeah. If Courtney there was Act. a drag queen who went by King K. Rool, oh, that'd be so fucking dope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's like there's a drag queen with the who, cape. There is oh, an African American drag Captain queen K. called Jeez Louise who sets Jeez Louise. Yeah, who sets up African American only uh, burle- uh, burlesque shows. That sounds rad. Uh, and there. she's like normally in the Midwest, I think. And uh, but yeah, but they like have uh, where Tech Nine's from. But they have like people. Tekanina. But they do interviews <laughs> of. Uh, through different uh, like uh, Can TV, you make radio aspects this week. But yeah, sure. it's a really good, it's a really good show. Uh, they start With off the, the first half hour. Listen always, to today, Tom. I am. <laughs> the first half hour, they always promote like uh, different individuals or couples or whoever that are that are African American sure. and uh, and like doing well and always like they have like different categories. But the first half hour of their shows are always just promoting people. And I really like that they start off their shows like that, and then go on to whatever subject they want. Yeah, I I really really enjoy that. I've cool. listened to about three of their shows now, and I like it a lot. Apropos of nothing, I uh, last year I got a lot of really angry private messages because I I had a last year for Black History Month I did a post every day that was a different. Oh, I remember Black yeah. History icon, and like <laughs> it was like Ryan, I get it. You're proud of being black, but why is it that a oh, white guy? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, look, our audience is for, and most gaming audiences tend to be white men, right? Our audience is no different. Most of our audience, as is far white as men. I know, we have one black fan. Yeah, uh, we do. Ghetto nerds. Rez, I love you, yeah. Rez. Yeah, Rez is so but cool, dude. I feel like most of our white male audience, I can't wait straight comes white male South. audience, is super open to the stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, and I feel like you'd, I feel like you'd have to be to listen to our show. You know, because uh, none of us are a white male. Yeah, <laughs> Rez said that he's coming for Pack South next year. Well, he can sleep on one of our couches. Sure. Now, I have a couch that turns into a full size bed. He doesn't want to hang out Hit with me you. Up, Rez. He doesn't want to hang out with you. 
in your. I feel like no, because there's one time Rez was like, Shanae was right about this. I don't remember what it was talking about. But then at the same time, he also tagged us all in a picture on Instagram of you being really angry, and that was really funny. I like, I <laughs> that thought, was funny. That, that I don't remember what you were. I don't remember what you were angry about, but it was something. Probably, Probably something you. I said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just leaving it as you. All right, guys, uh, we love you. Wait, we're, we're not done. Do you get to promote. <laughs> You didn't even win the trivia. You didn't even write the trivia. How come only you get it? Shanae? I want to promote Shadow of the Colossus. Man, you're an asshole. And the reason, I, like, look, people know Shadow of the Colossus, right? But I want, sure. to, I want to promote this Bluepoint version because I've got, like, damn near 400 friends on PSN. Wait, real quick. I want to, has it always, have they, has that developer always been called Team Eco? Yes. No. no. So with Eco, they had a different name. Uh, so to clear things up, people, a lot of people are confused about this. Japan Studio. Right. Team Eco is a part of that. So it's a team within Japan Studio. Okay. Okay. They were not called Team Eco until Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, About halfway through The Last Guardian, they changed to Gen Design. I feel like Team Eco is a cooler name. Yeah. So they are now Gen Design. Um, And I I believe no longer part of Japan Studio. I could be wrong on that. Anyway, okay. I want to promote Shadow of the Colossus by Bluepoint um, because I've got around about 400 friends on PSN. And do you know how many people are actually playing it? How many? Four. Shit. Yeah. Damn. Um, and that's just of my people. I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there playing it. But it's fan-fucking-tastic. It is undoubtedly one of the best games ever made. Play it. I feel like it's $40. Like super low. It's $40. Especially how well that game showed at E3. Yeah. It seems super low. Well, you remember every so they showed, I believe, Monster Hunter first, oh, right. and then showed Shadow of the Colossus. Like a lot people of people went are... nuts for Monster Hunter, and yeah. that crowd was damn near silent for Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, it is one of gaming's greatest accomplishments. Play it. People talk about games and art, and I'm I'm exhausted by that argument. But that's what you point to. But that's like one of but the if, like you if you want to make an argument for games as art, like. Shadow of the Colossus without it's that like, entire trilogy, actually. Yeah, I was telling you last night, and you know, so few movies or books or games uh, can make me choke up. Shadow of the Colossus's ending makes me choke up. Play that game. Um, what do you want to promote, Brian? You know, I'm not a parent, but the first part until of, you are a father, <laughs> the first part of The Last of Us like gets me every time. Oh yeah, the part with Sarah. I know, I know it does. That like oddly yeah. like it's it's weird because I feel like as Texans so close to where that game starts, uh, it feels more impactful. It's like the way all the uh, West Coast people talked about Watch Dogs Two. Yeah, you know uh, that game is basically in San Marcos at the beginning. Yeah, and uh, we've all been there at some point. You yeah. know, um, San Marcos is dope. It's it's interesting. What well, Gil's chicken, Gil's fried chicken, mm-hmm. but you know it hitting you like it being so close to home is interesting. Are you promoting The Last of Us? Nope. <laughs> what are you promoting, Ryan? All right. So, as both of you may or may not know, and as the the audience may or not may not know, uh, I love the synth wave. You do. You do. You've been making some amazing pl- playlist. Oh, I have. You've been checking them out. Yes. Wow. Uh, so I've been listening to like I don't know like Tom and I were talking last night about uh like how we feel about 
like how we now now that we're in our mid thirties, how we feel about our relationships with with women and and, and oh yeah things for like quite that. a while yeah um and I've been listening to this album that's kind of really like it's it's kind of like every track on this album and in some way represents like something that I've gone through in my interactions with the opposite sex and it's like and it's been really impactful in that way. Please uh, tell me it's Madonna. It is not. Fuck. It is. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've been listening to an album by an artist by the name of Trevor Something. Uh, it's not that I don't remember his last name. That's what it is. <laughs> it's it's what Trevor it is. Something. Uh, and he has an album out called... Trevor Goodchild. That's from Aeon Flux. <laughs> uh, and he's kind of an asshole. Uh, but no, Trevor Something has this, uh, has this album called Synthetic Love which is what I consider to be like the definitive synthwave love album, like romance album. Like, cause it touches on thing. It touches on themes of like being in love with someone, being in lust with someone, being ghosted by someone. And like, it touches all of those things in like really awesome ways. And like each of these tracks sounds really distinct. Uh, and, and like, I relate to all of them, which is, I have never been able to say that about any album ever. But Synthetic Love is, in my experience, the most relatable album I've ever heard. When you talk about Synthetic Love, my mind automatically goes to Summer Lessons, which is really funny to me. So play Summer Lessons on <laughs> PSVR. <laughs> Isn't that the game about the the like the 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 VR girlfriend? It's basically you hanging out with a woman the whole time, yeah. Which hey. I was on the internet this morning, and I saw a man who was in a relationship with 15 inflatable animals. Nice. So, just... Wasn't that a Marilyn Manson album? No, that's a mechanical album. Oh. Animals. <laughs> uh, just, also, uh, I... there. So You know how, like, sometimes people post those pictures, like, uh, your birth month is, this is a superhero that you are, or whatever. I hate that shit. Okay, well, somebody posted one where it's like, your birth month, and that is the singer that is singing at your funeral. Yeah. And I got Marilyn Manson. So That would be hilarious. Brian, I, 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 I wish. I Bowie. That, well, that can't played happen. At my, it played at my funeral. Now, I've said many times, I want Alice Cooper there. Right. Singing schools out while I'm being lowered into the grave. All right. Sinead's got to go, so we got to end the show. Pee. I have to pee so bad. Just pee. Like I've all how right, many Tom? How many how many times have I? We've ha- all peed. Like mid episode. Yeah, you know she's gone. You hear that? Wow, wow. So that that tells you what it's like to hang out with Sinead while she's been drinking. Sure, she has a bit of a problem. Sure. Well, I don't think we should make light of alcoholism, but. Uh, Shanae is now not allowed to have sugar on the show, and she's also not allowed to have alcohol on the show anymore, because... You're just making this call, huh? I mean, I feel like the argument's being made for me. Okay. You're a captain steering the ship. Someone's got to do it. Sure. This has been the Save Continue podcast, you guys. As always, it is a pleasure mm-hmm. to bring this content to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are brought to you officially now by UEP Systems. Who's to say we aren't? Yeah. They can't prove we're not. See you next week, guys. Bye-bye.